This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? <laughs> One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And as much as I try, I'm still not the Anthony Bourdain of podcasting. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, June 13th. This is episode 152, I think. In a series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Last week you got into some trouble, again with an inn. And what is with the inns, I can't tell you. But I'm going to let Tinsin catch us up on where we are currently, so Dungeon Master, you are a go. Yeah, you always do seem to be on the outs with the inns, uh, instead of the other way around. Mm, happy Friday the 13th, people. All right, last week we took a little break, a little breather, played a little hooky, but, you know, I won't tell if, well, too late. All right, in the last episode, there was a bit of a bit of a goings-on in that Xanatari was debating if she was going to turn her memories into the Kalashtar or hold off, because she still kind of got this debate thing going on. But in a more immediate setting... Cesar and Carl wound up going off and uh, finding an inn, having a beer, and I say a beer, because, well, um, the entire bar died, with the exception of Cesar and Carl, and probably Cesar only because Carl was drinking a different type of beer and had shared uh, some with Cesar, which apparently was some manner of antidote or... Maybe not. In any case, the weirdness known as Carl continues to be on tour. Um, town guards were summoned. The people outside the bar that were also drinking beer died. And there's something very strange happening with the inn. Uh, I believe I described it in the past as one of those sort of Skyrim helmets on the Norse people. Um, if you were to look at the windows on the front, uh, it would look like eye holes within the armor. If you look at the doorway, it could be construed as a mouthpiece. But it's almost as if some inky blackness or uh, some such was staring out at the party. And I think that's kind of where we left off at this point in time. Aside from noting that um, as Inatari was moving along, she had bird out and was encountering small outlines of ash of some kind that looked like humanoid bodies. If the light of Bert wasn't on him, you didn't see him. But if you saw him, oh boy. little possible cause for concern there. There's also the eclipse. Oh, yes, and there was the eclipse. And right as we left, the darkness in that doorway, mm-hmm. according to you, started to bubble forth, yep. and the inn itself started to move. Yep, it did. But, even more importantly, Carl, 
What, what, what kind of mount does Cesar have? Um, oh, a, a mechanical squirrel? Uh, a, a what? Mechanical squirrel. Okay. What? What? A mechanical squirrel. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Good. You have passed your sk first skills Yay. challenge. Genesee <laughs> <laughs> had seen it. We watched it. this entire video about um, German people pronouncing the word the word squirrel, <laughs> and and uh, how it was one of those words that was like interesting internationally. So I wanted to hear you say squirrel because it's so cute. So the last twenty four hours has been spent with her. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> okay. And now you all please say Eichhörnchen. Uh, yeah, that's right. He could do it. It's fair. <laughs> He didn't make you say, like, get to the chopper or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be skills challenge number six. All right. Um, so, yes, indeed, there is much afoot. Um, the inn appears to be vomiting forth some manner of shadowy substance. This almost sort of like a, uh, a tar, but sort of a tar-like sheen but you're not sure if it's actually substantial and thick like tar or it's just some sort of shadow material, but it, it's definitely something. And the inn itself seems to be rattling around on its um, foundation, kind of like Gulliver's Travel, Gulliver, Gulliver from Gulliver's Travel when he's tied down and trying to stand up. So, um, I believe the last couple episodes I started with Sanitari. I'm going to go to Cesar first because Carl's still pressed up against the wall trying to hide from wherever he's at. So, Cesar, let's uh, start up with you. All right. Well, um, seeing this in start to become even more... Uh, imposing than it already was, having killed everyone in it. Now it seems to be more active. I mean, he wants to sort of look to see what if it's moving in a way that's, you know, like, does it seem to be intelligently moving? Is it just sort of shuddering? Is it transforming? Is it more than meets the eye? What, what's going on with the inn? It does seem to be moving with a degree of sentience. The inn itself um, is very much like a helmet. The right. The... Stuff like that. Um, uh -huh. In that, that part isn't moving. It's not suddenly the boards aren't twisting into some sort of shape or whatever. But there's whatever this maleficence is that's pouring out. I'm probably using the wrong word, but whatever. This crap that's pouring out seems to be what is also starting to make up this sentient portion. Okay. But does it seem to have any general intent yet? Is it trying to, like, physically relocate itself? Is it just sort of... You can feel from here um, a cold that uh, makes when you guys were undead still seem even colder than that. This, you know, there's that boundary within um, the planes mechanics and a lot of D&D &D stuff. There's the shadow realm, there's the negative material plane that is just absolutely, there's nothing there. Uh -huh. There's sort of the shadow realm which is kind of in between um, where a lot of the undead and so forth come from, you're getting to a point where even just looking at it, even just feeling this stuff radiating off, 
this is here for nothing other than evil for as long as it gets it gets the opportunity to do so. Okay. Um, with the eclipse that's going on and the interactions we've had with sort of different deities, mm-hmm. I think I might want to do a religion check to try to determine if it's related to somebody we've encountered in the past, if it, you know, is related mm-hmm. maybe to that Hand of Vecna thing, if it has anything to do with Orcus, mm-hmm. if it's the, the Chained One, or whatever the heck that guy's name, okay. 50 million names were. Yep. Something like that, just to see if I can get a sense or see anything of significance. Natural one. For real? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, He's an atheist, I... so what do you expect? <laughs> uh, you guys sure seem to get into a lot of trouble quite often. And um, especially this time, you know, really can't tell who it is, but you definitely feel like you personally, Cesar, you know, just even more so than usual, you personally, right down the center of your being, you you personally um, are the center of this particular bullseye. Oh, okay. You've managed to piss off even the neighborhood-friendly cat that is blind, dumb, and just wants to purr all day. Got it. Uh, Cesar will casually but steadily begin to back away and try to remove himself from the situation, away from the inn and the crowds. He's not going to, like book it completely out, but just kind of make it to the, try to make it to the sort of the back edge of, of wherever the crowds may be, maybe like right at the corner of a building, something like that. Okay. Now, um, are you familiar with the movie called Pacific Rim? Yes, I saw it recently. Carl, are you familiar with the movie Pacific Rim? Nope. Okay. There is a scene where there is a particular gentleman that is pointed out, and uh, we're, not, we're past the point of spoiler alerts here, so deal with it. But he goes down into um, this part of town, and everybody knows suddenly that this guy is target number one. So he gets out of the shelter, and he's essentially, everyone stays away from him. This town knows, somehow knows, based on that one. Uh-huh. Um, when this thing, fi- this powder cake finally lights off, uh, you are either the first one to go, or you get to watch until the very end. And it's going to be brutal the closer you are. So the raid mechanic is, stay away from you. So people will actively avoid you. Okay. That works for Cesar. Okay. Um, let us go to Carl. You are pressed against the wall doing your greatest attempt to be Unseen. Uh, it's not really to be unseen. It's more um, he's totally focusing on what's going on. So he's not. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's more like a like a form of total concentration. He's like a trance. Also, like a more like a trance. Yeah, he's totally uh, fixing his um, his gaze <laughs> uh, on the end. Um, with a little glances to Centauri uh, and Cesar, but right now he's just um, totally uh, focused on what's going on and his mind is racing about what to do and uh, if there's something to run away from or something to fight or okay. he's just... Yeah. So help me to tell a little story here. Where is Carl's mind in terms of, does he know that he is with great adventurers, or he just knows that he is with people that are 
different than him and these, these two that are with you that have allowed you to join along, which nobody else has done so far, are either stranger or more normal than Carl. Um, I'm pretty much convinced that uh, at some point in his life uh, with the college tower, he uh, had a conversation uh, with someone, maybe his mentor or something like um like that about them. So he knows that there's a color star um, who went out to get new impressions, uh, find new memories for the group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, the other color star, uh, Corvus, was it? Uh, that he returned and uh, shared something of the of the news. Uh, so Carl is aware, uh, is <clears throat> aware that uh, Cesar and Sanitari are some sort of heroes. That this, these are the people that uh, do something that maybe the world uh, just wraps around them, and wherever they go, the world goes crazy. Okay. Um. Has Carl heard stories of, you know, I, I believe in your uh, in the document that you sent me where you had a really long write-up, um, Carl is aware of the shadows, correct? Yes. Okay. Say so. All right. Um, let's pause for just a moment because I apparently have a screaming cat in the background. All right, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. All throughout the Kalashtar mind link... Um, people are definitely seeing what you're seeing, but as this, um, starts to move, people start to drift off and think of a story of Kalashtar legend regarding one of the last big fights between, um, what they perceive to be an agent of the darkness Uh and the Kalashtar, but... From what everyone can tell, it's just a story. It never actually happened. Well, I'm confused because what I remember last time at the end of the episode was me grabbing Carl off of the wall and getting in his face and like yelling at him, essentially and blaming him for the fact that this had happened because previously at the temple, um, the acolyte guy or whatever had said that similar things happen and like that's my understanding of where we left off so I'm not sure where I am or what I'm doing other than watching people sort of forget that this is happening okay um, thank you for reminding me and Carl what we just had was a moment of reflection from the past <laughs> episode and now I'm going to make this right and I'm going to take Xanatari and she's going to cuff you and she's, you know she's got you up and she's Go ahead and roleplay that. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I remember just having him because Xantar's suspicious because of this previous stuff at the temple. And also, um, there was another incident where people just forgot something around him. I'm trying to remember like the specifics of it. That They, they just suddenly... Re- I don't know if that was a description you were giving of him, but people had suddenly just forgotten uh, that, that there was... Oh, yeah, the tree, about the tree right. and how he was... Yeah, the story that the guy told us about the tree and how he kind of believed that the tree was not supposed to be there and it just mm-hmm. went away and people changed their opinions. So this sounds similar to all the impressions she's getting of, of everyone just kind of walking away from this very obvious uh, menace from the inn and just 
associating this with something different. So I'm going to, uh, the commonality factors, Carl. So I'm going to be looking at Carl and shaking him and going, like believing that he has caused this and that this is like him trying to, to, to do something bad. Sort of like the phrase, I'm going to substitute your reality for my own, something, whatever that, that yes. catchphrase is. Yes. Okay. Um, do you wish to yell at Carl for a while in character? I don't need to yell at him for a while because I have my hands around him. So I'm just going to, you know, look at him really fiercely and, 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 you know, and say, I don't know what you're doing, but stop it right now. Uh, Carl would still, uh, <laughs> still be looking at Bert and with his head turning wherever Bert goes. Then he would finally uh, shake his head and look at Sanitary and go, er, I'm not doing this. I think that's not happening because of me. It's happening because of you. And look at Sanitary and Cesar. What do you mean it's happening because of us? I just got here. Well, uh, I got here a few years ago and this has never happened while I was here. You guys, you just arrived and it happened now. So I'd say... I'm not causing this. You are causing this. That's not true. We just talked to the temple guy who, well, I don't know, is he a high priest? The temple high priest, and he declared that this sort of thing has happened before, and you and a tree had an incident, and that they've had to cleanse the temple of, of similar incidences. Uh, there were no dead people. There were no strange black things. <laughs> so this is something totally different. Yes, but the the cause could be the same, just on a different scale. That was a smaller scale, what we're looking at here. These people are walking away, and they're not seeing this. They're thinking about a story. These people are not seeing what's happening. I know you can't hear them and what they're thinking, but they're not seeing this. Cabo mm. just scratches neck, go, well, I don't know what this is about, but uh, if there's something I can do, I'll do so, but... I haven't caused this. No, really, I didn't. So if I take you into the house, what are you going to do? <laughs> Be really scared. Xanatari's going to glance at Cesar because I don't know if she's aware of what's happened with the story or if we quizzed each other, I can't recall. Um, but he's been with Cesar the entire time. So I'm going to look for Cesar for confirmation to see if there's anything that's strange, you know, that Carl's done, or some sort of indication that he's you know, responsible for this in any way. You, as far as I know, you two have not uh, exchanged enough. Nope. Nope. There's no, there's no cliffing of the notes. Okay, so I'm still holding him, like, out, like, almost at arm's length, kind of tips backwards, as though, as though I'm tempted to run him into the inn with just his head inside. Uh, but now I'm looking, I'm kind of turned... <laughs> To Cesar while I'm holding Carl out. Cesar um, isn't paying attention. He's, as I said before, kind of edging away from the inn, keeping his eyes fixed on it. So you'd have to get his attention okay, um, more than just looking at him. I will glance at him and see that he's ignoring me and shake Carl just once and go, Cesar! Cesar will uh, s kind of start and look over at Xanatari and uh, he'll just make the he'll put his finger over his lips and 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 mouth shh without actually saying anything. And he points at the inn, and he does the whole the eye the two fingers to the eyes, points at himself, and keeps backing away, away from the inn. Xanatari is gonna look at Carl, look at Cesar, look at Carl, look at Cesar. 
just kind of raise her eyebrows, like, uh... And I guess, like, he's trying to say he wants to talk privately, so she'll toss Carl kind of ahead of her as, as in a distance as they walk, you know, kind of away at an angle from this house with their back turned toward it. Carl would roll over a few times on the floor and catch himself and uh, become some sort of statue again, uh, looking at Ian. He just gets up and goes... <laughs> <laughs> like, like no one saw that. Then Atari, do me a favor, roll an insight, and I'm gonna hold the result of it until you're done with Cesar. All right, all right, all right. Um, oh my gosh, I got a natural one, but I have a 21 insight, so it's 22. So Don't I already owe own a one from last session for you? Probably. I don't know what you're talking What's about, Dungeon Master. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to hold. That one as well. Alrighty. Um, go talk to, uh, go talk to Cesar or whatever you're gonna do. Okay, Cesar, um, Xanatar will follow Cesar, um, <laughs> looking slightly behind her so she keeps an eye on the house and building at the same time as, as trying to follow him. What are you doing? Get away from me! I'm trying to get away! It's coming for me! What? What? Oh, whatever is going on here, it's it's about me. Something is focused on me, so I have to get out. Why? What makes you think it's focused on you? Just look at it. You can tell. <laughs> Lots of people are dying. Right, right, right. But it's because of me. Why is it because of you? I don't see how the inn is looking at you. It's not. It's just. It's. It's. It's, it's something to do with all of what we've encountered before, all the different things we've experienced and horrors that we've come across. It's, it, it has to do with me. What? I need to get out of here now. But if we, if we get out of here, then people are going to keep walking into the inn. Nobody else is realizing that this is a problem. Right. Well, I think that. You might be better equipped to stop it because it's not here for you. It's here for me. So I'll I'll stand back here. I'll serve as a support. Try to get out of its sight. And uh and you uh you set up your perimeter or whatever you need to do and I'll uh I'll uh I'll advise from here. Having reached a corner, he kind of pulls his body around. He doesn't take his eyes off of the building, uh, but he's gonna pull as much of his body around the corner as he can and kind of peer out at it. Cesar, you pretty much swear that the inn is staring at you, like it's moved to, like it's, the, the gaze is boring through the material of the building, and it still would know right where you are. Right, so. And it, rum- and it rumbles even louder, like it's, right. it's about ready to pry itself up and out. And rather than bolt, uh, Cesar is just going to keep his gaze fixed on it as intently as he can, basically in kind of a weird, Lovecraftian staring match. Okay, roll a bluff, please. Twelve. It's a natural two, so that uh, makes twelve. You know, you're kind of smarter than this, Cesar. There might be a way, somehow, to beat this staring contest. But it's still staring at you. Alright, um... We'll leave that for a moment. Okay. Um, Carl, do you like heroes? Yeah, I like heroes. I want to be one. <laughs> want to be one? Indeed. Isn't that an admirable trait? You're not referring to the, the TV show? 
Oh. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you know, this kind of sounds a little bit like a story you heard. For Carl at the moment, it more sounds like a nightmare, and he has an, an idea about this. Okay. So he's going to get into motion slowly, and then shakes his fist, and not with too much force, but really noticeably uh, punches himself in the jaw. And then okay. he's going to shake his head and go mumble to himself, no, I'm awake. So I'm not dreaming. But this is also wrong. This is someone else's dream. I'm going to find out who this is. And he's slowly walking toward the end. Okay. Um, Zenitari. By the way, based on that, based on that insight check, maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, you, you thought you saw something there for a moment. Maybe a flicker, maybe something, you may, you thought, maybe, maybe it's the fact that just anytime you look up, Bert seems to be kind of pointed more at Carl than the inn. Yeah. You can't, you can't, no, because, but, but normally, you know, Bert kind of just flies very perpendicular. Bert seems actually maybe it kind of tilted towards you, like maybe you've done something. Maybe, maybe it's not Cesar. Maybe, maybe, maybe because you're back. There's a whole lot of you don't know what's going on here, but a lot of really conflicting stuff is happening in your head. Hmm. As far as the situation, to, in, to interpret, you interpret it as you will, but of course, but, um, it's a pretty steep hill and a lot of stuff rolling down it at you. Any response to Cesar, or what would you like to do? Hmm. Well, uh, Xanatar is skeptical about this being all about Cesar, and she has seen Cesar run from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the giant hand. So, so this could be a play for him to get away because he doesn't really like conflict of this kind of general um, magnitude and finality. Mm-hmm. But so she'll kind of roll her eyes at him and have him in the background and then move away from him kind of, I guess, almost directly opposite him with the in-between so she can see if anything actually does change uh, as far as you know, feeling like something's looking at her or you know, whatever. And she's going to drag Carl with her. Okay. You know, as he's doing his thing and, and trying to wake up from a dream, she's going to kind of try to be near where he is. Overall, um, the situation sort of like, in, in terms of when I when I speak of a story, this is like Magneto suddenly showing up in the middle of the downtown area. It's, wait, what's going on here? Kind of level of story. It's not like Uncle Bob down the street has a really good story that he sometimes tells and just happened to get around. Um... When you turn back around, Zanatari, for a moment, um, the square is empty. There's you, Carl. The inn seems fine, and people are drinking beer out front. Just for an instant. Kind of like a Doctor Who moment. Wow, okay. But you still got your wings popped, right? Okay. Um, it's kind of as, as the, as the, the, the light of the wings pass for just a second, you kind of think you see something out of the corner of your eye type deal. Um, and it might coincide when he got punched. He punched himself. I see something in the corner of my eye as in, like something real or something not real. You're, you're, you're turning around, you got the wings popped, it's got the light, and there's that thing between like the really bright wing light that you have. 
and like normal space where you just out of the corner of your eye, there's that kind of fuzzy whatever thing going on. I don't know how best to describe it, but the effect. But there's a bit there that seems to be like this window as you're moving it along, like you catch out of your eye that, wait, this isn't actually a filled square of an apocalypse. Okay. But what you are seeing when you look at the inn, you are seeing an inn that is about to rise upon some whatever thing. Hmm. Carl's obviously seeing something. Cesar obviously saw something. Okay. But you have doubts. But what, what would you like to roll against to try and help focus your whatever, or, you know, what are you going to do as you're, as you are dragging him? Where are you dragging Carl as he starts to try to wander off towards the inn after punching himself? Well, um, now that I've seen, you know, this, I think, I think, um, I'm going to make some kind of correlation between him being conscious and the things that are happening right now. So I'm going to want to, uh, possibly, hit Carl and see if I can knock him out. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to sneak up on Carl. I'm not going to try to hurt him, like, per se, but I want him to lose consciousness. So as he's, like, punching himself and muttering, I'm going to sneak up behind him and just, like, wait till I get a really good shot and then just hit him, like, right below the jaw really hard. Are you packing the male fist? I'm not trying to kill him. I'm just trying to knock him out. What are you, what are you packing in the hand, though? Because because he, he is he is a half worker. Is is the fist loaded with anything, whether glove or you're carrying carrying a roll of you know half nickels that? Well, hmm. I'm trying to think if I have any blunt objects on me besides my sword pommel, which would hurt a lot. Because you just saw him take a hit, punch himself at monk speed. Mm-hmm. Dude staggered, didn't go. Okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. Let me see what I've got. You know, I might not have to hit him because I could do something else here that would be nicer for him. Um, what about holy cleansing? I could do holy cleansing, which is my minor daily, and I could uh, do that on him, which would channel healing energy into an ally, driving out disease and other ills. And I'm going to assume this is one of those sort of mental ills, you know, similar... Okay. Similarly, so. Okay. Minor action. You use the minor action, and um, Carl, yep. I would like you to roll an insight, please. This is going to be a popular skill for tonight. Um, let's see. That's uh, 16 in total. Okay. Um, suddenly you get kind of pumped up with um, this extra positive energy, like you're looking at this really darkness, but Xanatari just seems to fill you with like this internal inner light, and you've ha- you've been in trances before, and you've done all that sort of thing, but this is this is just kind of like suddenly you are filled with something that is good, you know, this, this is an inherently good thing. Um, you don't know yet that sometimes she fills creatures with electricity and fries them to death, so you don't you don't have fear of that because uh, the, the cup is still half empty. Um, but 
the insight is is that actually you might have something to do with this. You're, you're, you can you can hear your mom talking to you in the back of your head. Um, he would uh, look at her, look at her wings, and say, "Oh, I've been got your blessing of battle now." I'd say, "So you want me to fight it?" Uh, and after he got hit with this, I saw nothing change, like nothing. Visually, nothing else. For you, because I'm holding that other one, and I'm not going to use it just yet, um, you are pretty darn sure, looking around, that, one, what you're seeing probably is or isn't exactly what you're seeing. You're pretty darn sure that this has nothing to do with Orcus, or one of the other deities that you pissed off okay. to this point. But in channeling into Carl, you do realize that there is something in there. It does not seem to be um, evil, per se. Okay. But there's something in there. But you realize, more importantly, and with a very stunning effect, I've talk about, talked about in the past the Path of Immortals every once in a while. You had an adventure at one point that sort of stepped you off onto that path. Okay. You have a feeling like the other foot is about to come down, and this may have something to do with Carl. Okay, I think it has something to do with Carl. You as a Kalishtar, or perhaps the Kalishtar, are being tested. Okay. Um, well, I guess I would be curious after Carl says, would you like me to fight it? And ask him what he thinks he can do. You know, I might even tell him that I'm not sure that this is not his dream. Well, I'm not too sure about this myself, but I think it's maybe the dream of the inn. All the bad stuff has happened there, so if you don't mind, I'm going to wander over and Try to wake up the end. Mm. Okay, uh, she'll stand back and just watch him, watch him do that. Okay, for the moment we will pause on both of you, and we'll go to Cesar. Hello, again. How are you doing? All right. We're having Terrifying. fun. Yes. Ugh. Anything that you want to do? Well, um, does the inn's disposition seem to change as uh? Carol starts to make his way towards it with purpose? Yes. Okay. What does it do? It does a whole lot of, well, for lack of a better term, it acts somewhat like an animatronic. You realize... Like from Chuck E. Cheese? Like Chuck E. Cheese. Or a Disney ride that, you know, the Imagineers have done a whole bunch of work, but there's actually a limited range of motion, perhaps. You know, the inn hasn't come popping up. There's not, like, a huge demon body underneath it and stuff. It sits there and rattles. Okay. So, well, that's in, ter- in, terms of, in, term- in terms of what, sh- what I was saying earlier with what you were getting in terms of an insight and so forth, there may be a way to beat it. That logical part was starting to try and make its way through. You get the feeling that this is a work somehow. This is a work, like a creation? It's, yeah, you, there, 
you're at a carnival and the carnies have you fully, I don't know, whatever the, whatever the case may be. But okay. like Sanitari, you do feel that as much as this thing may be a fake production, it may or may not, it yet to be determined, that other foot is starting to drop as well from whatever that path of immortals thing may be. But you, you feel that there is a testing point here, whether it is to your character, to Xanatari, to whatever, the Kalashar. Something that you hold as important is being tested here. Okay. Um, does its attention still seem to be focused on me, or does it shift to to Carol or somewhere else? It doesn't seem to be focused on anyone at this point in time. Okay. It's uh, there. All right. Um, it's, it's less ominous at this point, but since it doesn't seem to be staring him down, I think just for the sake of experimentation, uh, Cesar will fire a bolt into one of its eyes. Okay. And which of your bolts will you do? Mm, trying to decide if I should unleash hell or just not waste anything. Um, let's unleash hell. Why not? Just in case this is this is Caesar's chance, uh, we're gonna go with his daily. It's called Lightning Motes. Uh, it does some stuff. It's a okay. burst, actually, and I'll explain what it does depending on what happens because it does different things. Okay, that's a terrible roll. Uh, Twenty versus reflex. Okay. Um, fine. Do you want it to go right through the window, or do you want it to, you know, hit somewhere? What do you... Well, I, the idea would be to go through the window into... inside, yeah. Okay. Uh, the arrow, your bolt launches off, races past Carl, into the eye, mm-hmm. and there's a the, the flicker of the classic blue-white within. Right. And to you... You might hear the rumbling roar of some great shadowy undead beast roaring in pain. It's up to you if you want that to be a triumphant sound or whatever. Um, I, I would love it. F- I, I would love to think that I succeeded <laughs> in what okay. I was trying to do, just harming something or doing some damage. Okay. Um. In helping and doing some damage, what do you think you would gain from that? Um, well, part of the uh, the effect, aside from just lightning damage, is that it, it dazes the target. Um, so try to sort of incapacitate this, whether it's a creature or a creation or an illusion, uh, to try to at least for the moment, keep it, you know, dazed and incapacitated. Okay. Well, for a moment, your fear, I won't say cowardice, but your your flight thing mm-hmm. instantly stops for a couple of a couple of moments. Okay. And in that point in time, you have an understanding that you can solve this or you can be part of the solution to this. Okay. And between a blink and whatever else, you two see that the square is actually empty. There's you, Carl, Zanatari, and a normal inn, which now is somewhat, there's kind of a, a, a glittery, glittery blue-white thing going on inside. 
And a broken window. Um, yes. Okay. But you don't hear any sounds of screaming from that right. particular thing. Okay. Um, would it be possible to try to get a better sense of just thinking that that might indicate that, that it is kind of an illusion, uh, maybe an arcana check? to maybe sure. identify a source or get a better sense of what's going on. Mm-hmm. To see if there is magics at work. Hey, my highest roll of the day. It's a four plus 18, 22. Well, Xanatar hasn't told you that this is a story. This is, this seems to be like a story from the Xanatar, from the Kalashtar days. Nope. Past, whatever. Um, but from you, this is kind of similar to Cesar having encountering his fear of the dark, if he has something like that. There's some component here that you feel is drawing off something of you, whether it's from times in the pits or there's some aspect here that is intrinsically supposed to be needling you. Okay. So kind of like a, something drawing on sort of primal feelings, space, underlying... Yeah, there's 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 something that's pulling pulling whatever goes makes you go, you know, bump in the night and doesn't you don't like. But it doesn't seem to be necessarily the the building that is the one pulling it, it's the one expressing it. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh Carl, you've been given the go to go fight this thing. Yes. And did Carl have some sort of impression when the uh, bolt from uh, Cesar hit the building? It was magnificent. Truly heroic. <laughs> and did you see some kind of flash or something change? You, you saw indeed a flash, but what you saw was a coward stepping forth and acting heroically in the face of great danger, whereas you were trying to be a statue. He's quite inspirational. <laughs> uh, so, Carl would uh, go um, still uh, towards the end and look at, at, at Cesar and say, okay, you tried, no, I'm gonna try. And then he's, uh, first he'll lay um, um, a hand on the end on the wall, okay. take a very deep breath and then <laughs> punch the end as hard as he could. Okay. Um, which of your special abilities are you going to use to punch the in? Ah, it's too sad that uh, Cesar shot it, <laughs> so he can't uh, use open the gate of battle, but um, let's try uh, let's try uncommon clarity. Okay, and what does that do? Um, it <clears throat> um, well, against another um, uh, life form, Carl will try to imitate uh, the life form until he finds a moment where uh, he's co- completely attuned with his enemy and in this fashion would find the soft spots to strike. So with the building, <laughs> he's, mm, well, in sorts of way, imagine himself as a building trying to Imagine hmm, if I was a house, where would be the point um, where someone had to strike me so that I would rattle or or even collapse? So I'd think about this and be pretty sure, okay, that spot looks all right, and then punch it uh, really hard with the palm of his hand. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to describe something, and then I'm going to give Xanatari a chance to act on something, if she wishes to, okay? Are we, are we fine with that, Carl? Yes. As you go in, um, having avoided the goo that is kind of spilling out of the inn, and gotten up next to the inn, you put your hand on it, it's extremely cold. But you start going through and you start doing your little Vulcan mind meld sort of deal. You get to the point where you're just about, where, where, where you start to become, in essence, the building and understanding the building. But you realize your power hasn't fully fired off. And instead, what you see is sort of a mirror image of yourself. You are holding, you are pressed up against the hand of your mirror image in your mind's eye. So whatever that thing is in your head, it's almost like the building is one thing, but there's this other, the other bit in your head. Do you still want to punch it? Mm, I'd say yes. <laughs> okay. Xanatari, as you have let him walk away to a degree, you see him actually touch the thing, and he doesn't disintegrate into a puff of smoke, and that's you know generally a good sign for, for the group. Um, Bert is focused on him. Suddenly you see him as he's reaching out. Instead of attacking the building, he, again, this time even faster than you've ever seen someone punch, just decks the living crap, decks himself in the head, like just pure boxes himself in the head as if he was going to attack a dragon and he's going to try and knock it out. You have an opportunity to do something if you wish to try and knock him out or, well, cause mayhem, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. You have an opportunity to do something if you wish. Well, he's clearly intent on knocking himself out and, you know, I think I should help him do that. Let's just see how I can do it. Mm. By the way, Xanatari, you are feeling that your deity is riding along in the area. Your deity is... You, you are under scrutiny. In fact, as you think of it, there may, you, you may have your deity off. We've never described him or her or whatever it is. But almost like in the back, you sort of got that shadowy conclave of other figures standing behind. You might have more than your deity watching you. But again, you've got a one, so you're not too sure. Okay. I don't understand the serious moral question here. Should we let Carl knock himself out and save an entire inn full of people or not? Is that the moral question that they're all so suddenly interested in as opposed to the really, really other moral questions that we've had to deal with? Or it could just be, it's just like watching pro wrestling and they're all just tuning in because you're the pay-per-view for the day. Maybe. All right, um... Well, we've seen Cesar act like a hero, and we've seen Carl act like a hero, and I guess Sanitari is going to make sure that this is not caused by her, because that would really be a, a unexpected and upsetting twist to find out that she's actually generating all this. So, um, well, you said Ambassador and Mental Clarity's not going off, not feeling like I'm attacked at all. Nope. And, let's see. Okay, here's the only thing I can think to do. I mean, I guess she's just going to roll for a an insight again, because she wants to make really sure that none of this is coming from her, and then I will take action. Okay. Uh, wow, a 34. Wait, no, it's a flat 40. Wow. There is absolutely 
nothing in this that you are causing. Okay. Then I'm going to roll for hammering wind. And the goal here is he's punching himself really fast right in the face. Um, I want to throw him. Um, it's going to throw him backward to the ground and move me closer to him. So I'm going to get as close to him as I can before casting this. And then okay. wait for uh, after this cast is going to toss him to the background and move me forward. So when it moves me forward, I'm going to jump. And try to, you know, like, push his hand so when he's hitting himself, like, it's extra, extra into him. Okay. Like, I'm going to give him power fist plus five. Okay. Um, I like the sound of that. Okay, so I'm going to look at him, make eye contact with Carl, and he's he's punching himself. And I'm just going to make eye contact with him and kind of, like, look for implicit permission. <laughs> You're, Carl, Carl isn't even looking at you. Carl, you Carl facing good enough. away. Thank you, yes. <laughs> uh, Carl, if you want me to do this, don't acknowledge me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to be in front of him for this to work, so I need to get his attention. Um, so I'm gonna like call to him, you know, and say and say, Carl, you know. Can I help you by knocking you out? Can I help you? By knocking you out. <laughs> you <laughs> want my help in hurting you. yourself. <laughs> Carl? Hmm. So, well, first I have to figure out if he would be still conscious at this moment because if Carl hits people, uh, he's really intent to, to knock them down. Usually stay knocked down, so I guess that's an endurance check or something first? How about this? If I may. Xanatari, he punches, and one of the punches, he happens to turn his head. He may be out, but you swear that there is the eye contact of yes as the head goes lolling around. What? You want me to jump on that? Come on. Is he conscious? I'm not going to hit a guy who's unconscious. Yes, he is conscious. Alright, I'm gonna look at him, and is he looking at me? Uh, okay, he's, he'd be totally puzzled looking at his fist, um, <laughs> because he's a, and, and turn to the in again, and, um, not to sanitary, and try to punch it again. Okay, so he's just hitting the in for no reason. He's not even trying to knock himself out, because I thought he was hitting himself. Oh, he's hitting so he, himself. He thinks he's hitting the in. But he's hitting himself. But he's hitting himself. Okay, okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'm I don't know. Everyone's everyone seems to be seeing things confused, and this is is a cautious moment for Zanatari. Um other than the fact that I've seen this window like aperture as I'm turning my head that seems to be coming from Carl, and Bert is pointing at Carl at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this this to me is an indicator that it's Carl. So I'm going to to look at him and get in front of him and then roll this. Okay. Worst case scenario, he gets knocked out. If you know, I got a natural twenty, dungeon master. So that happened. Okay. All right, and now I'm going to roll uh, versus AC. We're not even going to worry about that. Okay. The, the, the 20 
We'll make we'll make the one go away. But I liked your story and I liked your idea so much that you won't even need to roll. So go ahead and describe your. Okay, so uh, looking at Carl, watching him repeatedly punch himself in the face, very Popeye style, she's going to cast her hammering wind, where this wind will come up out of nowhere and uh, push basically behind me, because I'm close enough now, shove me into Carl full force while he's going down to the ground. And I'm going to focus only on making sure that I get his elbow and shove his hand into his face. So as I fly toward him and knock him down flat on his back, I'm going to shove his arm into his face. Carl, you have finally found the clarity that you were seeking. However, it was not just by holding the hand of the mirror image. It was suddenly Xanatari, the, you know, her, the angelic wings going full bore in your face before there is the blessed bit of blackness known as unconsciousness. But as you do, the, the last thing that you seem to notice before um, you are not stupid and out cold is that little bit of offset between you and what's in the head that was misaligned suddenly snaps into, you know, the they both fit the mold. Okay. Do you understand? Um, I'm not too sure about it. <laughs> okay. The the mirror image that you that you were dealing with, mm-hmm. suddenly you and the mirror image are the same thing. There's there you you don't feel the 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 the, the disjointed weirdness that you sometimes had. All right. <laughs> something seems to make sense. Oh, so it heat matter something like, oh, and then fall over. Okay. Um, Zanatari. Following your 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 brilliant um, thing, uh, Carl is indeed out like a light, not like an acolyte, because okay. he's back in town. But he is out like a light, and sort of like uh, the best would be described is the um, snow from, say, a Silent Hill or along those lines. The scene pretty much kind of breaks up and falls away like ash. And you get the feeling that whatever you did was right. Maybe not like a great moral question, but you've always sort of been the take charge leader sort who will not stop at getting something done. You sort of feel that taking this step has done something for that. I don't know. There's, 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 there's some sort of character development where without hurting yourself or hurting someone else, you know, aside from punching them out, this aspect that you seem to hold dear or express a lot has taken that other step. Like the, there, there's finally a footfall. Whereas Cesar didn't run, he acted like a hero. Mm-hmm. You kind of did the tank and just tanked it forward. Um, the end is indeed fine. Save a broken window. Uh, there are not people out front. They've apparently run inside. Um, but for the rest of the description, I think, uh, we shall wait until after you've taken us out. Okay. 
Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathdefortisano.com, subscribe on iTunes, or find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews and various other things at genesee.com. And join us next week for a worldwide adventure, which will be happening on Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash genesee. 